awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. Kevin Christie, not here for the intro today, everybody. Uh, he is working on being on vacation. He's on vacation. Um, so we'll make this intro short and sweet. Um, if you are just tuning in for, let's say, one of the first few times, uh, we don't do these announcements very often, so I might as well do it now since it's just me. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast, you guys. We appreciate it. All your uh, thoughts, questions, and concerns that you send us on uh, on social media are great. Um, if you don't know where to contact us, uh, Twitter, uh, N-I-C-K-Y-O-U-S-S-E-F, and Kevin's is Kevin G. Christie, Christie with a Y. Um, and our Instagram handles are the same. You can follow me on Snapchat. That's at Nick Youssef as well, spelled the same way. And uh, my website, nickyousef.com, for all road dates and links to a bunch of stuff uh, like my new album, 1982, which you can buy on iTunes. You can stream on Apple Music and Spotify and all that fun stuff. Uh, vinyl, for those who are asking, uh, is on its way. End of summer, early fall. Um, well, I'll announce it here and on my website and Instagram and all that stuff. Um, and then um, I wrote a new article for Paste Magazine you guys should check out. Uh, it's just like a, a kind of fictionalized dating journal, like a modern dating journal. Uh, it's funny. Uh, read it. Hope you like it. Let me know what you think. Um, any questions or, or comments or things you want to like send me, uh, you can do that at contact at nickyousef.com. Always love hearing from you guys. You're the best. Um, let's get into this. Oh, actually, some a uh, couple road dates. Um Philadelphia. I'm going to be coming your way uh, August 18th through 20th at the Helium Comedy Club in Philly. And then Tampa Bay. I will be at the Improv August 25th through the 27th. I was going to be in New York uh, the 21st through 24th, but I ended up booking a job, so hooray me. Um, but I, I won't be able to be in, in New York. I was going to hang out for a few days, do some spots, so sorry about that to those who are wondering where I'm going to be, I'm just not going to be. So hopefully I can come out in September or something. So kind of a bummer, but happy to be working. Uh, and then San Diego, August 31st, um, headlining the Comedy Juice Show at Madhouse Comedy Club. Uh, and that's it for right now. Uh, this episode's a fun one. Um, you're going to get into it, so you'll know what it's about when you start hearing. But our guest is uh, Sarah Novia, the return of the great Dr. Sarah Novia. Uh, she was on the podcast uh, probably seven or eight months ago or something. Uh, super smart, super funny, super cool. Uh, we talk about um, getting into a lot of Trump stuff and how the white male privilege thing is kind of uh, the anger fueling the, the election and how that relates from like a psychological standpoint. Um, Sarah's got a great mind, so she gets into that and what that's kind of like being a woman nowadays and how, you know, the, the white male privilege thing is kind of being chipped away at and um, and we're looking at things from kind of from a more equal perspective. Uh, increasingly so. We're not there yet. But uh, we get into some pretty heated, heavy discussion at times. It was a really fun episode. We're always happy to have Sarah. Uh, you can follow her on uh, Twitter at the Sarah Novia. And uh, man, I'm an asshole right now because I should have her website up, but I can't seem to remember it. Sorry, Sarah. Uh, but follow her on Twitter, and you'll be able to um, to link up with her. 
Other is knovia.com, K-N-O-V-I-A.com. It's on her Twitter, so you can follow her. And um, if you're a woman in need of uh, of a, a therapist, um, you can actually contact her for that. She she treats women only. Um, super smart, super great. I, I highly would recommend her as someone to talk to. Um, she's always great. Um, and she's great here again. So enjoy this episode with the great Sarah Novia, and we will see you next week. So, I mean, narcissism, I do think, is one of those words that's... It's thrown around like sociopath is. Yeah. It absolutely like, is. They're sociopaths. He's a narcissist. Yeah. It's totally overused, yeah. but it, the criteria for for being having narcissistic personality disorder mm-hmm. is wildly different from narcissistic tendencies. So I think what oh. happens is people have, especially in LA or big cities, they have narcissistic tendencies. They're and all over the place. Everyone's quick to say like, "Oh, that person's such a narcissist," yeah. which, to be fair, might be true. Yeah. Let me grab the definition though. So basically, in the DSM. I'm on the DSM-4 still. There is a 5 now, but I haven't moved. What's the DSM? That is the the manual for diagnosing mental disabilities. Oh, okay. So each each disorder comes with a list of criteria, and then you have to meet a certain amount of them, plus it usually has to affect your life in a negative way, which with... Narcissists sometimes they'll just say, "Oh, it doesn't affect my life in a negative." Because I'm yeah. so awesome. Because yeah. How everything could it? I do is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just on this upward trajectory <laughs> of life, I'm winning yeah. life towards championship. All right. So, for narcissistic personality disorder, here is the. Diagnostic. I'm going to say which ones I have as we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Check yeah. them off. So there are nine, and here's the. A pervasive pattern of grandiosity in fantasy or behavior. Check. This is, we're not <laughs> no, even at the criteria. I was going to do that to all of them. But, uh. <laughs> Need for admiration and lack of empathy, beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts, as indicated by five or more of the following. One, has a grandiose sense of self-importance, exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievements, Two, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Three, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high-status people or institutions. Four, requires excessive admiration. Five, has a sense of entitlement, unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. Six, is interpersonally exploitative, takes advantage of others to achieve his or her own ends. Seven, lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. Eight, is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. And nine, shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. Huh. I feel like... A lot of people have those sometimes, right? So, so to what degree is like so that? Was that first little that first little paragraph was the pervasive pattern? Okay. So it has to be something that's More pretty constant, and you have to be hitting five out of nine of those, pr- 
pretty much all the time. God, I know so many people that hit five out of nine on the regular. <laughs> I mean, comedians are, are pretty... Actors, fucking yeah. musicians, like any anyone in the arts. Well, so there has to be actually a certain amount of narcissism innate within an artist in order to believe that he or she is good enough to do what he or she is doing. Because yeah, to put yourself through all that, you have to have... The, yeah, I have a question. Kevin's oh. raising his hand yes. for everybody. For everyone that was like, "Why did Nick just go?" Yeah, <laughs> Kevin was My raising his hand like we're in a class. I thought Kevin. narcissistic personality disorder was you had all those things, the kind of grandiosity and the arrogance, but it was coupled with low self-esteem. Well, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. But okay. also, the other thing is, is that the low self-esteem is usually it exists, but it may not be something that you're going to reveal. I thought I thought it was almost like the narcissistic, like the arrogant traits were a reaction to the low self esteem. Because I remember, I because I, I remember this because in art school, I, there was an assignment where you got everyone drew, like you didn't know what you were gonna get, but you drew disorders and you had to do an illustration based on awesome. I got narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. And but the definition I I didn't read anything this lengthy, but it was like someone with extreme ego and low self esteem. It was okay. that together. So Miles Davis said one of my favorite quotes, which is, "If they act too hip, you know they can't play shit." Yeah, yeah, right. So that's pretty much hitting what you're saying, which is like the they are deeply, deeply insecure in right. real life, but you're you may never experience that. You may never have access to those insecurities. Okay. But that's how it starts. And I think that a really defining definition with the narcissism with the arts is it's sort of like it depends on how good he or she is. So there's right. that saying if you're good you tell everyone, if you're great everyone tells you. Exactly, but also if you're a real asshole and you're working on like a television show or a movie, like someone with a reputation like Christian Bale, perhaps that's he doesn't have the kindest reputation, right? But he does have a reputation as being an incredible actor. He's super good, and so people will put up with it. It's like the hot crazy trajectory where it's like, right. you know, what will you put up with is based on how much talent you receive in exchange for yeah. dealing with it. The pay. I I worked for this director for years multiple times and he's the meanest man I've ever met but he was incredibly good at his job yeah and he was incredibly efficient and so they all just they they clearly had made the trade for being shit on all day to saving a couple hundred grand right a day or whatever but so there's a there's a talent in there that's allowing him to continue to act like that yeah and I think that the real the the difficulty that we're facing now is we have someone running for president who is like the country's abusive boyfriend yeah and he's just he's abusing everyone and what it's doing is it's generating some false sense of permission that we can all treat people like this Mm mm-hmm and it's manifesting. Wait, we can't? <laughs> right. Oh, Nick, fuck. you have to be nice to people. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they should just be nice to me because I'm the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is that like that abusive mindset where you're like, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, but I, I can fix it. Yes, or I can save you from yeah. all these things that I'm making you afraid of. Yeah, and my approval, that then puts, it makes your approval the like antidote. To the disease you're in effect, in you fact created, causing. You yeah. created a disease and you're the only one who can save you from it. Yeah. It's ridiculous yeah. nonsense. That f- white men's fragility article is is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's stuff I am aware of already as right? a white male that like I can, 
I could because it was really easy for me to figure out what Trump has been triggering in white dudes. Right. It's super obvious. It's just he's he realizes what they're afraid of, and he's like, "I'll fix all those things." Right. He's just it's dog whistling. He's saying we can fix them if we talk about them out loud, and and that's a weird manipulative technique mm-hmm. that. Because also what he does is he takes part truths and makes them wholly true in a way that's that's so dangerous. So like, yes, having a conversation about things that are scary is a great way to start fixing them. But having a conversation about hate and all the things you hate and how you're going to eradicate the things you hate is just it's just racist and horrible. And, and yeah. he he's not he's there was a. a uh, I want to say maybe Bill Maher had somebody on who said that he, that he's using hypnotic techniques to convince people. Like he uses the same sayings over and over again, which is a hypnotic yeah. technique. Yeah. Uh, so that even if you don't believe the things, you hear them so much that that's the memory they trigger. Yeah. Someone was saying like as far because he's not a, you know he's not a real politician as yeah. everyone knows, but as far as like his branding, his message. His consistency, like he's doing it better than most politicians have ever done. Any, where anyone. He would just hammer, like no matter what anyone says about him, his personal life, his record, his shortcomings, his answer is just hammering the same four points over and over and over again to where anyone who is sort of like on the fence just keeps going, but I do agree about the immigration thing. Yeah, and then they just forget and all I the think, criticism. I think where we've seen a bit of the his unraveling is he's had to talk too much, which I saw. I thought a long time ago. I was like, the problem with an actual presidential campaign is when it's only you. You have to talk for hours every single day, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he's just not a well informed dude. He's so like, no it experience. started. He started to make mistakes that are really overt, and that's the difference between him and an actual politician. Who actually, you know, knows how to do this? But the fortunate thing for him, though, is all he is doing is playing to his crowd. So well, the, all, yes. they don't, yeah. people don't care about the mistakes. He's like, activated the crazy. Yeah, yeah, he can just go. He can just say something's true or it's a yeah. lie, and his crowd will go, "Yeah," because we showed up because we believe you anyway. So they'll just like cheer, and then he goes back to those four bullet points. As far as the polling goes, it seems like he's lost what you would. Categorizes undecideds, which how they mm-hmm. were undecideds in this election is really strange. But it's that seven percent that was like, I'm not sure. And then for the last week or so, they've been like, Whoa, you're super fucked up. Some people just have one or two things in their life that are like really important, and like they're as far as like politics goes. Like they just like absolutely they hang on to the immigration yeah. thing because it somehow in a way affected them. And then there's a guy under lights with American flags all over the place saying, "I will fix this problem," and they just go like, "But he will take care of this." And then you could you could sit sit there and go six seven different things why Trump is like unqualified, a bad person, he's Can't a racist, actually he's a take care of it, right? Yeah, yeah, and they'll just go. Yeah, but you know what? The other side's full of lies, too. And Trump did say he'd take care of this immigration yeah. problem. They just wrap right back around yeah. to the one thing they sort of have a handle on. Yes. And then, they're, and then they'll just show up to the next rally, and then they'll go fucking punch the ballot in November. It's frightening how effective it's been. Well, there's, there was a really great NPR um, radio thing that where, he's, where the guy said that he, he, 
Trump's supporters, you know, usually when they do the polls and when they predict things, they predict it based on a certain number of people will leave and a certain number of people will join. And mm-hmm. and they expected that once all these crazy things started coming out of him, that people would start to drop out of off his side. And what happened was he actually, the people that he had on his side were already having all of those crazy feelings. Right. And so his numbers were really steady because he wasn't losing people yeah. the crazier he got because they were already on board with that crazy. Right. Which has, in in politics, has never been the case. Like, people are generally really more concerned with one issue or another. And they're going to vote with the party that isn't going, like, for me personally, I'm super pro-choice. Yeah. And so I'm not going to be able to vote for a party that isn't pro-choice. And right. so that's an easy one-issue stance to take, but... But yes, it affects me personally. It affects women, yeah. you know. So, so I think that people do that. But the problem is, is that the items that he's chosen are really hateful, and so the people who are latching onto that are full of anger and hate. And I understand that a lot of it comes from frustration and disappointment and things like job loss. There was another really amazing article about how how Trump is getting people to vote for him because he's tapping into this psyche of mostly white males who have lost their jobs. Yeah. And 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 they're not actually the people who would benefit from his campaign. But they're so used to being on board with something that they have to like essentially attach their cart to a horse. Yeah. And he's the horse that's <laughs> yeah. yelling the loudest about the things he's that bother them. He's the horse that's, that's telling him, like, you get to keep everything you've had for the last yeah. 150 years. Well, for uneducated white men, and white men in general, progress just feels like loss. Because if you're the group that had the most... And they're like, well, things have to change. And they're going to, they already have. They're already right. starting and they're going to continue to. You're like, well, that means we're getting less. There's no, there's no like numeric scenario right. by which you keep the amount if, more, if the people who had less are going to get more. Mm-hmm. So they've been, they've been waiting for someone who can speak to that and he's the guy. He's the first right. like overtly racist candidate. Absolutely. So you have that 30 or 40% of the country who are just like, I'm a fucking racist. And they're impressed that he's at least saying it out loud. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that's yeah, yeah. not the thing you should be impressed with. Yeah. Well, he's emboldened people and especially that there was that time thing where they showed the raw video of one of his rallies. Yeah. Is people, oh, they the love, slurs and it's like that. they're like, oh, I can finally go to a place and yell racial slurs. Well, and it's also <laughs> creating the bystander effect. Because people are not afraid to say insane things out loud anymore. And that's people who are afraid to say insane things out loud are usually afraid of people who aren't afraid, if that makes sense. So now we've got people that rallies. Nobody's going to say, hey, you shouldn't say that. That's not, yeah. like, nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to get beat up. Yeah. Nobody wants to get attacked. You know, like people who are sane are not thinking like this is a fight I want to take on because this person is like my father always told me don't fight a girl with bad teeth because she's willing to smash <laughs> your face into the cement. Yeah. Right. right. Like she doesn't care that your teeth were expensive. So you, that's not a good choice. Yeah. Because the, yeah. the, the never fight a dude with dirty sneakers. He will fuck you up. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the people who are smart enough to know to pick their battles are losing this by default because it's too scary to fight it out loud a lot of the time. And, and the <clears throat> silence is complicit. Yeah. 
Well, you're at a you're in a situation where the people hope to have something to yell about. So the notion that you're going to be like, I'm going to stand up for what's right in this situation. They're like, oh, thank God you came. We want to scream at you. Right. We've been. We were hoping someone like you would come. We want to boo people holding up the Constitution. Like this is our shit. We're sick of this shit. Like they're like, man, I hope some Mexicans show up. Oh God, I know. So I don't know if you've heard of the Dunning Kruger effect. No. But basically, it's a people who are very smart are super aware of how limited they are. Right. When you're really smart, you know that you don't know everything, and you know that. And and essentially, the Dunning Kruger effect, I think, says that. If you're really dumb, you actually don't know how dumb you are. Yeah. So it's like the total opposite. Um, And that's what seems to be happening here is people are, again, like Nick said, attaching to these things. And and there's no there's nothing well-rounded going on about it. Like even if you even if you were fiercely against immigration. Right. Building a wall along the border is not (laughs) going to do anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you've attached yourself to like we're going to build a wall and it's going to keep Mexicans out that's just and how about Trump at one point said the Mexicans are going to pay for it yeah no they're not (laughs) and no it's not and it just it's you're attaching to something that not only isn't going to happen but doesn't even make sense (laughs) right my therapist told me that a lot of people a lot of her clients are coming in and like talking she's like i talk about the election every day every day i do too because people are genuinely freaked out they're afraid yeah and it's really and what i usually say back to them is oh my goodness you're like a fairly well-adjusted female in her late 20s with a job and like you go to you have enough money to go to therapy and you're dealing with your problems as they arise like imagine how many people aren't yeah right like you're afraid now think of all the far less stable people who are afraid and that's what Trump's riling up. He's saying there are a lot of really angry males, and obviously there are some females too, and he yeah. has his one black friend, you know. Yeah. But for the most part, he's just taken a group that's already so volatile, they were just quieter about it. And now he's given them a voice. What's well, the same way gangs and cults just prey on the weak. Yeah. You find someone in a vulnerable state, and you're like, I'll t- I'm your guy and they're like well I didn't have a guy before this right you also like I you- wanted a guy I didn't yeah. even know I wanted a guy yeah with politicians though they like they heighten your existing fear and then at the same time offer to like alleviate it yes yeah. so they go that's what he's been so good yeah they, he just takes things that like he thinks people are like worried they're going to lose and in this case it's like all the white privilege that's ever existed mm-hmm. and then he goes they're coming to get you the Muslims, the fucking Mexicans, right. they're, they're coming to take everything you've ever had, and it's fucking happening. Like, if you go outside, you're probably going to die. And it's going to be by a minority. But right. I will make sure all of that goes away. I was thinking about the... And then it's just racial slurs being yelled at the right. stage. <laughs> I was thinking about the fragility of the white male thing after I read that article. Yeah. And I was like, well, how do you, how do you sell it to white dudes yeah. to get them to fucking relent? Because... I, I when I when I see a lot of the because there's a lot in that article about like the way the way it's being presented to white males and the way they're being talked to it, it's tough because it feels like punishment at the same time you're asking them to be better at the same time you're telling them they're awful et cetera et cetera and I think you have to sell it in the same way you sell like patriotism 
Because I think humans, because what Trump appeals to is a base, your base levels. He's appealing to people's base level fears. Mm. And I think in the same, you have to appeal, appeal to their base level communal sense as human beings. So you sell it in the same way you sold like war bonds. Right. It's that notion of sacrifice, the way you're like, build a victory garden. Like It was like, save your this, don't waste this. It was like, well, I'm getting less, but I'm right. doing it for this. But I don't even think that we're at a point, at, I think that's an excellent point, and that yes, absolutely, that's, a, that's the way to do it. I don't think we're at a point where we can even implement that, because our country has such a low threshold slash grasp on mental health in general that like even that's a little dangerous you know yeah what we need to be doing is educating and giving people access to mental health and saying like because the problem the reason that it's so scary for white males is insecurity right so like if you're feeling like it's going to be a takeaway from you it's gonna it's i don't feel totally secure where i am right now and this is threatening that and if we were able to say, well, let's work on those insecurities so that you feel much more secure so that you can bring other people up instead of feeling like you're, you're going to lose your position at the top, then, then we have more of a, of a platform for helping. Like, we need to show examples. We can't just ask people to do things because they won't for the most part. Yeah, the problem is self-preservation is like yeah it's it's literally that's it's like the base level instinct it's like the yeah. second one or whatever not falling down was it not falling over and, and self like not trying to die so you when you're like no but it'll be better you're like i don't care right if i'm starving to death i don't give a shit that you're doing better and i think i've talked about this a lot with other people like it's very hard to get people to actually give up power yeah most people just because why because why they right. just don't want to do it you're like you're asking me to make my life shittier and that's why I think you're seeing the level of anger from the, his some of it from basically all of his supporters because they're like you're trying to make my life shittier this world I live in that used to be better is now actively telling me my life's going to get shittier and they're just now explaining how and I don't like it well, and the, and the thing is, is it, it, it's been illustrated with the 1%, where like they have plenty of money to live just fine, but that desire to have more money, more money, more money, is it's a safety measure. It's protectionism, right. yeah. It's like, no one can touch me if I have this many billions, and yeah. the more billions I have, the less people can touch me. Yeah, right. And so, until we have a society where everyone isn't so afraid, that's, that's what... That's what keeps that going. And yeah. it's also what keeps things like the estate tax. Like people don't vote for the estate tax because they think that they might inherit $4 million. Yeah. And like, you're not yeah. going to. There's a great line. Do on, you have a relative with yeah. millions of dollars? Yeah. No. Then but you should vote against case, the estate right? great. There's a great line on the West when they go, the problem with the American dream is it makes everyone plan for when they're going to be a millionaire. Yeah. And you're definitely not. Right. You're for real not going to be. For real, you're not. You're definitely not going to be. And you're absolutely not going to be if you don't help these measures in place that can help you earn and keep the amount of money that you would need to even get started on that journey. Yeah. Like the other thing is that people have lotto mentality of like I'm going to win millions of dollars. They're not like I'm going to work really hard and pay my taxes and do everything in the right order and end up with some millions of dollars. They're like, there's going to be a windfall. Even I read a thing just recently how people have a tendency to only when they're thinking in terms of money they look for get rich quick schemes they want to make it big where actual rich people the way they get rich is 
many tiny increments mm-hmm. over a long Absolutely. period of time. Like uh, the girl has a friend whose dad built a part who a part to your printer. Like just not the printer, yeah. the pla- a plastic part that goes in the printer. That every and single printer needs. Every printer in the world <laughs> needs it. Mm-hmm. And there are so many fucking printers and they break every, you get a new one every three years. Right. And this guy has $40 million. Yeah. It's really yeah. just about creating passive income. Yeah. And yeah. if you figure out ways to do that, then you're going to be able to add money to your money pile. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're not. Yeah. Or we could just get rid of these Mexicans. They keep <laughs> taking our money. Yeah. Yeah. It's not reasonable and and it's it's harmful especially there's a great campaign on online right now where they show like kids watching Trump. Oh man. Like it's kids see that. it's little kids watching Trump stuff on TV and it's like this is what you're showing your children. Yeah. And it's devastating. Because Kids shouldn't really even be exposed to politics till a certain age anyway because yeah. it's too scary. Yeah. But, and literally, like, the, the amount of... Like, kids have nightmares. Adults have nightmares. But, but the way that this election is being run can be psychologically damaging to ch- children and adults who don't have the capacity to deal with it. I think our country is being literally damaged by this election. Very damaged. And we want... It, it will la- it's going to last... I don't, 20 years. I don't yeah. think it's being damaged by it. I think it's just like uh, shining a light on how damaged it already is. I don't think there's any new damage that's I, well, happening. That's the thing. None, none of this stuff is like no, all you're right. of a sudden. I don't agree because okay. I think that you're right. There is a lot of stuff that's just a light shining on, but it's making people bystander. It's the bystander effect. It's the group think effect. It's, it's making the people... the Stanford prison experiment. Yes. It's making people who think that it's not okay. Think that, like, if you're on the edge, you're like cuspy, like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that because it's, it's it doesn't seem right. So I'm gonna stick on this safe side. And then they're like, oh no, I don't have to stick on the safe side. I can do the bad thing because other people do that. They just don't talk about it. And now that they're shining a light on it, it's like, oh, I like that side better. And that's how Trump was gaining. Um, so many, so many people were joining his side because they were saying like, oh, I'm not ashamed. I don't have to be ashamed of these feelings. But you should be ashamed of them. I honestly think and I, uh, that if you really want to look for someone to blame, you can act. This is one of those cases where you can actually blame the media. Oh, the media sure. gets gets like easily. People like to use that. But like right. they literally they gave him a billion dollars in free TV time because it was great. And you I mean, there was a, there's a studio head that was like TV. there was a studio head that was like, yeah, I mean, it's bad for the country. But man, he's good for ratings. Yeah. That's why right now you see. I really think the media in the last week has decided we can we can fix this. We're like we're. I think I don't believe I don't believe anything with this much money involved isn't at least sort of fixed. And I think the media, to a certain degree, is like we got to get rid of this guy. Well, the articles like just look at headlines now about Trump. Like four four or five months ago, when, yeah. when he was gaining in in the leads among all the other candidates before they dropped out, it was like. Can Trump win? Is Trump like, yeah. you know, uh, look at his charm. Look at how mm-hmm. he's been able to gather supporters and look at all these positive things he was doing, like uh, uh, like as far as him as a candidate goes. Now all the articles are like, can he hold on to his lead? His lead is dwindling. He's yeah. saying some offensive things. Is he things. unstable? Yeah. Is he, Will he yeah. quit? Can, yeah. Can he lead yeah. the country? Is the military going to keep supporting him? Yeah. Now it's just they're picking apart. And the media is run by like nine people. Yeah, and I and they get they really determine and they all know each other and they all know him. Yeah, and they determine what gets talked about. I think they were like, okay, you guys can go ahead. 
Think, I mean, look, when Fox News puts out a poll that says you're losing by 11, if that was, okay, say the poll's true. Let's take the polls being true, which I don't believe anyways, but yeah. let's say the poll's accurate. That's a poll Fox News wouldn't put on the air before. They didn't put the Khan family on the air because they were like, this is going to be bad. Let's put on some, they put live feed of a Trump speech as opposed to that. Right. Like they just wouldn't put it out. So I think Roger Ailes gets, filed, gets fired. Rupert Murdoch always liked Obama. And he was like, this guy, no, say he's getting his ass kicked. Put it on the, t- like, I think the media's decided this is maybe sort of our fault and we got to get rid of this guy because it's too bad for, it's bad for everybody. But also, is it a little bit too late? Like, even if we get rid of him, even if he doesn't become the president, we've now got an absolute uprising yeah. of really, really angry people who, upon electing someone else, are still going to be that angry, maybe angrier. Yeah. Because now they're saying, no, you took away the guy who had our voice. Well, when he, if he loses, he will 100% say it was rigged. And those people oh, yeah. will now go from just being angry racist to like anarchists who want to start a coup right and it's that's there was a there's a thing in slates it says losing's not the most winning's not the most dangerous thing that can happen him losing and saying it was rigged because now you've now you're just like you're you're creating lone wolves right is that that you're creating people that are like no fuck and we don't have good gun laws no yeah Yeah. and his his supporters want they bring guns to the rallies right i mean you could bring a gun to the to the rnc like they let you do it. It was fucking you get preferential because those aren't seating. the people you want to kill. <laughs> yeah, I mean those are. That's the problem is you have given voice now, right, to a group of people that were like that felt like they had to hide that shit because right. it was so unpopular. Like no, 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 I can say it now. I mean, D- David Duke said he was inspired to run for the Senate. I'm inspired to run for the Senate by Donald. That, that's what I'm saying. Is right. the fringe now is like, wait a minute, we're mainstream. Yes, we're. You know, I, think, I mean, yeah, they're mainstream now. But once he loses, I think the, those people, all everyone, will look back and think of it as like an ugly. But period they now of time. know who each other are. Like, well, the RNC is going to yeah. turn on him so heavily. There are the fact they that they're even have. starting now is yeah. is by the way, if you just think in terms of the last few election cycles, is crazy. They don't do that. That's not a thing they do. Right. Oh, no, no. And they never do it this early ever. So the fact that they're even doing it at all is insane. The fact that like the Houston Chronicle endorsed Hillary, like the fact that the the, pow- the powerful Republicans are letting like go ahead, you can yeah. do it, is they're going to turn on him so hard that now I think you'll see his wingnut supporters they're just going to leave. They're going to become like either some weird third party or just they'll all be like crazy libertarians. Right. It'll be like the way the Tea Party came out of Obama. Yeah, people thought that was going to last too. People yeah. like these fringe lunatics in the Tea Party are like people really thought they were going to be a legitimate party come the next election, and then they just disappeared. That's true. They I didn't away. think about that. They have kind of they went away. Sort they of. went away. They've gone away from the public because they all, but, like they, but they all go, still know each other. Yeah, you know, like they're still doing they do, Tea Party things. So do like white supremacist organizations and all those separatist movements. They all know each other, but there's like. 8,000 of them. Yeah, and like, they are they are relative like okay. None of them care enough. They're kind like, of they're kind of impotent. Like the white nationalist movement is if you're comparing it to other things, they basically have some marches and are obnoxious and piss people yeah, off. Yeah, they send news. They're not they're not doing the they're they're not doing the same things they they used to. They're a bit neutered. Which is nice. I think it's like cool for these guys now with Trump. Like we can go to this huge fucking rally in an arena, you know, and then it'll end and then they'll go back home and be like, you know what? We're still going to mobilize and we're still going to get (laughs) sit down. But who's explaining this to kids? 
Like that's well, where I parents start to are, get mental. Yeah. That's right? the scary it's like, thing. Because we, you're right. Like, yes, they might be fringy. They might go back yeah. to you. But like at the same time, there's been a ridiculous amount of exposure to children at yeah. this point where like kid there was another somebody else said like oh if you haven't seen an election before this isn't what it's usually like <laughs> yeah. you know because if you because it's so true imagine if this is your first exposure to politics yeah it's yeah. a complete shit show. imagine if you're just turning 18 right it's the first time you get to vote this is your first vote and it's the most toxic thing you've ever seen right and th- and that's your example of what politics i mean yeah. i got really wistful watching the like uh, D- watching Obama and the oh, DNC, amazing. I was like, I was like, man, do we really First not get lady. this dude anymore? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this right. guy. I, there's a great thing on BuzzFeed right now called like eleven times Obama completely lost his chill around babies. Mm-hmm. Like the dude is upset. He loves fucking babies because yeah. he's cool. He loves babies so much. Like they make him laugh. So- and there's there's a picture of him. One of his like staff dressed a baby up as the Pope and put it in a little Pope mobile, oh. and he can't. Handle it. He's laughing so hard. Yeah. He's just like, "Are you fucking?" Sh-? It was. It's the funniest thing in the world to him. Okay, We're but he's never... also he's brilliant. He's yeah. educated. Yeah. He's experienced. He's, he's good married at to a total babe. Yeah. who's an amazing first. Who's lady. as smart as him? They who's, met on the Harvard yes, Law Review. Yes, whose boobs are real? Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm right. sorry, but I can't have a first lady with fake boobs. I can't. Do, they, we well, that's can't have I'm, that as our York, example. The New York Post is a right wing paper. And they put a picture of naked Melania on the cover and was like, look at this. Look at this right. lady. And I he's mean, like, my wife's beautiful. Yeah. She should be the first lady. That can't be the example well, we the, have for children. One of the most clear cut examples of how racist America was. They were like, if Michelle Obama had posed for a bikini oh my pic, God, I know. he wouldn't have been allowed. He wouldn't have ran. No. Oh, it, yeah. it would have been a wrap. Well, yeah. they also say, you know, imagine if a black man ran for president with with children from three different mothers. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. Imagine if no. the Obama daughters acted like the Bush daughters. Oh, right. My friend was a Secret Service agent in Texas. He's like, all we do is show up to bars to pick up the Bush daughters. Yeah. <laughs> all the fucking bouncers have my phone number. And they go, they're here. And we had, we'd have to go pick them up all the time. Yeah. Right. They're here. One of them's got their tits out. Like, we gotta, yeah. like I got to go pick them up all the time. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, you know, that's also been an interesting issue in our country for years. But how much better black people have to behave in general just to not right just for like it's the the standard is so absurdly high and the Obamas have just nailed it yeah. in every way yeah. yeah and and so to see someone like is it Melania is that Melania. The, the wife's name yeah. oh no Michelle's wife's name oh Melania yeah Melania to see her as a possible exa- like Michelle Obama makes the most excellent example for our children yeah of this is what you should be like as a mom this is what you should be like as a wife. This is what yeah. you should be like in terms of your fitness and your care yeah. and yeah. your health and everything. And then yeah. you've got someone like Melania that can't, it just, it can't. You can't, <laughs> can't have little girls wanting to be that first lady. We're never yeah. going to have a president that cool again. No, never. It, uh, I mean, he is no the coolest. Everyone was like, Cory Booker. I'm like, no, no, no. Cory Booker is not Obama cool. Yeah. yeah. Obama's this, that the dude was the coolest like yeah. look you can say many many things about his politics the things he's done yeah that guy was co- as was far as cool. people that you're that the nine rich people will let us have as president right yeah. that guy was cool as shit he was funny yeah he he was borderline a stand-up right yeah, like sure i mean when it, he he fucking captured bin laden did stand up the next day no no 
Like went, he did a fundraiser, did stand up, crushed, captured Milan the next day. Right, <laughs> it was fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. like you, you watched that speech and you were like, "Oh man, this sucks." He's the yeah. best. Like I got, I, it was hard to. It, there's a great shot of him leaving the hall. It was like a, a gif, and he goes, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, give me a second. I'm never going to see this again." And he's looking at the hall, and you're like, "Come on, man, can we just?" Come on, man. <laughs> like, can we figure out a way? Like, yeah. the dude was the fucking best. Well, and that's the thing is, is we we had an amazing example of we what didn't a deserve president him. <laughs> should be like, and we treated him like shit yeah. for most of his presidency. Yeah. And now that he's on his way out, everyone's like, okay, I guess we could be cool with Obama now. And it's like, no, no, he was literally always cool. Like, unemployment just, is under six yeah. percent today. He cut it by a third. Yeah. A third. Yeah. And man. and Donald Trump in the meantime has all of the people he's ever ripped off from business transactions. Yeah, the poor architect. Doing, do, yeah, doing yeah. the videos of how yeah. he didn't pay them, and yeah. and all of his businesses go under. And Taj Mahal is closing this week. And Trump supporters yeah. in there, they'll, they'll look at the stories and go, "Yeah, but that you know, guy's he, a loser." Oh yeah, well, <laughs> some of them will say that, but a lot of them will go like, "Yeah, but he wasn't there for that. He was only on the board. He only went to no. some of the meetings." Well, it's that's like they the always big joke. find a way. Right. The to reason go right back to supporting the guy. The reason he won't show his tax returns is I think this is all his. He doesn't. He doesn't pay for those buildings himself. Right. No way. He has. He takes on investors, lots and yeah. lots and lots of them. His yeah. actual wealth is probably in the low hundred millions. The, su- the pseudo if billions that. of dollars is the worth of the buildings that is leveraged worth against the massive amount of investors. That's why he's constantly filing for bankruptcy is because he owes lots and lots of people money. He also is embroiled in hundreds of lawsuits. Hundreds. Of yeah. Them. Maybe thousands. Yeah. Like yeah. currently. Yeah, that's that's, that's the guy you want running our country. Yeah. It would be awesome if in two years, like if after this election, he probably thinks like I'm going to get so much more exposure than I've ever had and be richer than ever. It'd be great if in two years he was just broke. I mean, well, I broke. think you're going to see if he loses. He's down by ten today. Or okay, if you aggregate all the polls, he's down by eight or seven. Yeah. If he loses, it's, it's you still have close to 100 days left. Right. A lot can happen. And I think he'll go back up again a little. But if he loses, he's going to be a whipping post media-wise like you have never seen. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see what actually happens to him. It'll be open season. Like, they're going to go after his fucking kids. It's going to be so gnarly. This morning he said he wants to put his daughter on his cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. It was the only woman he could think of. They're like, do you have any examples of women you would put on your cabinet? He went, Ivanka. Yeah. Which is shocking. You're like, okay. Yeah, you're like, and... Like, are um, you building a monarchy? You're like, <laughs> what are you, all right. The family. Okay, oh, okay, got it. Okay, okay, okay. But it'll be yeah. interesting if he loses to see what actually happens to him. I think the right. media is going to shutter its doors and be like, no more. Right. No more covering him. No more interviews. You, we gave, you had your chance. We gave you the whole country for free. And you fucking blew it. I think at that point they would still probably cover him because it would turn Only into in a, a way whole that's new story. super mean. It would be like a fall from grace yeah. or something or, or whatever they would call it. But in the same way they build him up, it's like you're going to have to tear him right back down. It's it would be amazing ratings. Do you People think, would want to know where's he going to go next? What happened? Do you think he could drop out? I don't think that he would. There's I an interview. Chuck Todd had an interview with him before he was the nominee where he was talking about how he was doing the polls. He goes, if I go, he goes, and this was before he was nominated. This is when he was just going against other Republicans. He goes, I'm not a masochist. If my poll numbers get low enough, I'll just go back to my business. Right. And 
as a narcissist, he has no, I don't think he has a lot of care for the state of the country at large. I think we've seen that by the way he's campaigned. So the fact that he would basically dismantle an entire party structure by quitting doesn't fucking bother him. Also, they're turning on him anyways. It'd be the same thing as ripping off some architecture firms and investors. He's a, he could end up a cornered rat and be like, oh yeah. You, I'm not going to do Oh, it. RNC, you think I'm yeah. a fuck up? Watch yeah. this. The GOP invested in him, and he's just like, this doesn't work for me anymore. And, and well, they're turning works. on him. You know, the, he yeah. has, you know, it's get, they're not helping him. They didn't help yeah. him fundraise. So he, I, I think he could be like, guess what? Fuck these people. All right. So do we, is there a procedure in place for that? Because I don't know. They're, he like, has to quit. They can't, well, they can't get rid quits, of him. If he quits, can they replace him? Or, they can't. Or is it a, no, they are allowed to replace him. Okay. I don't know. It, I don't if know. If he dies, how, they can replace him. I don't know how it works ballot wise. Like those ballots are printed, so I don't right. know what the, I don't know who it would be. Would it be Mike Pence? Would it be yeah, who was know. who was next in the polls? Well, so if he were to die, I think that they can appoint someone. It doesn't right. have to be the person he picked as his vice president, right? But the party I have, could appoint somebody, right? But yeah. I don't know what the rule is if he just. Uh, I've never heard of that happening. Those so stories. There are those stories about like. RNC lawyers quietly figuring out how to do that. I don't know if that's, I wonder if that's actually happening or if that's just more of the media trying to make sure he loses. Okay. Or if it's stirring up just another weird, you know, like I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the campaign, it's like a hype campaign. Yeah. And so it could also be like, let's make people think he's going to quit for a little while. And then the other, the other theory is that this whole thing has just been like some kind of, plan that there's he a, wanted Hillary he was oh, the perfect like candidate to lose right. to Hillary yeah. there was a, there's a hilarious video uh, my friend Sean Wig is in it and it is on right now where, where they have two writers who are going to write a campaign essentially to just like torture Jeb Bush and like mm-hmm. uh, and and but it starts working and the two writers just keep going and keep going well, and keep going you would be you would have been hard pressed to find anyone with higher unfavorables than Hillary Clinton besides him right she yeah. is not a liked politician in She's the world. A robot. People don't <laughs> fucking like her. Yeah. And so it was like you could have ran a lot. It, you could have run so many people. If you the problem with the Republican Party is normal Republicans can't win a primary, and the psychopaths that win the primary can't win a general. Right. So you can't like you can't get anyone far enough to have run against her. If she yeah. would have ran against. Mike Pence or the Kasich, she would have had a lot more trouble because they're not—they're not weirdos who say weird shit. Right. They would right. just sound like measured old white men, and then other white women would be like him. I'm not voting for some lady. If Mitt Romney right. ran again versus her. It would right be, now. It would be like fifty-fifty the entire way. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't other, be able to pick a winner. The other huge danger is that there are a lot of people who are saying, "Oh, I don't like either of them, so I'm not going to vote," and that's the scariest because that level of apathy is almost exactly what this Trump candidacy has created. Yeah, where it's like I don't have to do anything because I don't want to. Yeah, and you're like, no, no, you have to do it because you can't. You, can't, it's not it, there. They're not. They're, even if you hate both of them, one is really absolutely significantly worse than the I other. I think that's why you're right. seeing all the stories about him being mentally unstable in the nuclear thing. It's because like we have to figure out a way to people get people to actually vote. So you have that. Right. Joe Scarborough is a fucking Republican, and he was like he, you know, he's the one who came out with that story that he mentioned. Why can't I use nukes three times in a discussion with a, a security guy? Right. 
That's fucking crazy. And so that to me is their effort. Like we had to figure out a way to get these people to care. We need right. all the Bernie bros and the, the Bernie or bus people to care all of a sudden. So right. get on what's board. really scary? Nukes. Right. Like it's that shit. But that's also really true. Like that is what's really scary. You have someone who was the secretary of state versus someone who is a reality television star. Yeah. Uh, both with the same potential access to nukes. Yeah. yeah. that's That should be way scarier for people than it seems to be. It really is. I think a lot of her unfavorables is actual gender hatred. I think a lot of it is too, and that's <laughs> I really terrible. do. But a lot of it is also that she, she does not present as a team player. And I think that, you're right, it's gender hatred, where we already don't like women, but we especially don't like women who aren't team players. I think it's a lot of guys that are like, it's like my fucking ex-wife. Ooh, that too. They're just <laughs> like, like stern teacher. They're like, I, or like a every mom. guy dated a woman that was smarter than him at one point in their life and was like, and got dumped because he was a little too stupid. And they look at her and they're like, she thinks she's so fucking smart. It's like, well, she really, she is actually incredibly she's smart. smart. Yeah. And they look at that, they're like, duh. I hate I hate these dumb smart bitches. Like fucking no fuck her. And it's like no, that's like my my mom that that hurt me, or the girl who hurt me, or that female boss that fired See, but me. But Melania wouldn't it date taps, you because you're not rich enough. It yeah, tap, so, it taps into this insecurity. Why yeah. isn't that tapping in though? But Melania's a pretty woman with an hotter. ugly dude. Oh. And they're like, if I could just win the lotto, I can get a Melania. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's with him. That guy looks like a yam. And they're like, fuck <laughs> it. Like, that's why. He, yeah. he, Trump is everyone's mentality on their way to Las Vegas. Right. Give me one For hot sure. weekend. I live with $10 billion and a hot chick. If yeah. I, I can, And then I can, doesn't matter. I look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, you're right. It's that he yeah. inspires. He is like the champion of the lazy. Mm-hmm. He's the champion of the dummy. You're like, oh, all I need is a few million bucks to put my name on a fucking building. If I built a building, my name would be huge. It's like that's every idiot's idea. Well, and right. I think we also societally worship the idea of having that wife versus having Hillary. Yeah, she barely wife. speaks English. It must be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she can't yell about anything. Yeah, yeah. Great life. Yeah. He brought her over from that weird country. Again, she probably gives him no problems. health and education. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. Like, can we please educate young boys that it is far more interesting in life to have a smart wife than to have a dumb one you might argue a little less but it'll be worth it <laughs> also, I don't understand everyone especially in LA public schools are garbage but the like dude I learned lots of gooder things from public schools <laughs> by the way the best quote the best Trump quote is they go what do you think of the New York Times he goes they don't write good <laughs> that, it was they two days. It good. was two days ago. They don't write good. That's so That's scary. Awesome. That's I saw. So I can't scary. tell you how many times I saw it on Twitter. I like it. Just goes. I don't write good. Okay. Also, it's not a good sign when your university is trying to distance itself from you as well. I believe there was a whole big U Penn thing. Like, yeah, yeah he went everyone. At Macy's stopped selling his clothes. Yeah. The Harvard, uh, the, the Harvard Republican Foundation. I'm telling you, Miss the, America pageant is like once. Really? Uh, no, yeah. come on. Yeah, NBC is the other owner. Yeah. They're just like we're out. When the Koch brothers last week, they had one of their scary meetings that they had <laughs> with all their the scary yeah. people to go with the nine yeah. people that run the media. Yeah, and they and they were like, we don't see ourselves. First of all, he goes, he goes, we're not supporting Hillary. Please know that but I don't see my, he goes, we don't see ourselves supporting Trump. And that is a, that was, that's basically a dog. Top down. <laughs> uh, that's like a top down, like yeah. guys, it's okay. We will not, there will be no repercussions for shitting on this guy. But also it's like, 
They're the biggest bullies ever. Yeah. And it's 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 like which bully are you going to pick? You know, yeah. you can't win. There's just bullies everywhere and it's it is going to keep coming down to educating. Yeah. Like it is about yeah. getting into our public schools and teaching kids how to think for themselves and how to learn for themselves and and watching some like and maybe, you know, I mean, I've benefited from being on reality television. It can be entertaining, but maybe it's time for that to end too. You know, like sure. it, it's we have to care more about our kids. I mean, that in a weird way, your willingness for reality TV to go away is the same thing white males have to accept. Like, look, we're not telling you to eat dirt, right? But you don't need the second Mercedes or the second. Right. Like, that's the one thing that I think really fucked this country. Is guys that had twenty million dollars decided they needed a hundred, yes. and they didn't care how they got it, yes. and they were like, "I don't give a fuck how I got, and, I'm going to get it. I'm going to fuck unions. I'm going to fuck minorities. I don't care." Well, but and in doing that, those are people who now don't eat and don't have homes yeah. and don't have medical care. Yeah. It's not like they were like, everyone's cool, so we're just going to be real assholes about this. Yeah. It's yeah. like, in our level of assholedom, we're actually putting people on the street and we don't care. Yeah, they don't care. And so, in addition to having to fix our public schools, which is, we absolutely need to do that, before we can even get to there, we have so many people who are below the poverty level, who aren't eating, who don't have places to yeah. live. And that's as a direct result. Yeah, if you get to school hungry, you don't pay attention. You can't pay attention. If and you are wearing the same clothes you wore yesterday, you're really worried about people noticing and you don't pay attention. Right. If you're even lucky enough to be worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, you got to school. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there, and the, the fact that children are the most vulnerable people in any society and we have a giant group of rich assholes who don't care about children. It's the most infuriating thing that they only care about them, especially the right, they only care about making sure they're born and then as soon as they're born yeah. they're like, fuck them. Exactly. And it's, I honestly think it's because the reason, I think the reason the government gives you a tax break for having kids isn't because they give a shit about families. It's because kids are, exp kids drive the economy. Kids and families right. drive the entire economy. As soon as you have a kid, you're buying all kinds of shit constantly. You yeah, for 18 years. Yeah, cars, schools, food, fucking everything. Education. Yeah. They are the single driving force of the entire economy. So they're just like, just make sure people are fucking, and who gives a shit afterwards? Right. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll either get money from them as they're dying or while they're living. We don't yeah. care. That family has a second kid. They're getting a second job. Yeah. They're going to buy more diapers. And they get they sick. They go to the emergency room. That costs money. They buy, yeah. they need this, they need that. It's like... But it's just bottom feeding. Yeah. Well, that's the same way. Bottom feeding is the best way to make money. Like your bank, our banks, they don't make any money off like, you know, you're talking like home loans and things like that. They don't make money off that shit anymore. They make money off the dollar it costs you to pay your bills online. Right. Or the fees. They make, there's something like, it's now, for the first time in decades, banks make more money off fees than they do off actual any other business. It's so It's crazy. all just service fees. And it's fees. legal. Yeah. <laughs> and they can raise like, them whenever they scarier? want. Why isn't it scarier that it's so, like even credit card debt. Credit card debt is loan sharking. Yeah. Like you're basically like, oh, you can't pay your bill? Cool. It's going to go up to 19%. Oh, you can't yeah. pay it? Now it's 26%. Yeah. Penalties so, and like, I got a toll road, road ticket. The toll cost is $7. I paid it late. It, $200. It was a hundred, the penalty <laughs> yeah. was $100 yeah. over one month. 
Yeah. Well, like that's what it went to. So it was, what is that? 800% or some bullshit? It's just so, it's chaos. And rather than, I know I'm like, I'm beating this down a little bit, but it's like, if we spent more time and more energy on children in education and less time on nonsensical punitive damages, like you're not learning a lesson from that other than, I wish yeah. I had $7 on me. Yeah. Because I'm sure you didn't run the toll. I'm no. sure you were like, well, I didn't, didn't know I was going. It. Google it Maps will send you to a toll road without you knowing you're on a toll road. So the next right. thing you know, yeah. you're just driving through and it goes, tollroad.com. You're like, tollroad.com, tollroad.com. And then by the time you get there, like, what was the right. name of that shit? And you feel yeah, you're like, in and out. In and out. Burger. In and out. But they're burger. punishing a person, <laughs> right? But you're not a lawbreaker in no. general, right? So they're not, there's no real. Actually, I am, ladies. I'm fucking. I'm sorry, I take that sorry. back. Kevin is very dangerous. actually incredibly edgy, so I'm wearing all leather right now. <laughs> Kevin is naked in the chair. So many switchblades. Yeah. And the, the Covered back in of, weapons. The back of the leather jacket says toll road or die. <laughs> <laughs> My constantly. bad, Kevin. I'm so sorry. It's like they don't realize smart people spend just as much money as dumb people. Oh. Smart people spend money all the fucking time. Yeah. I'm not a dumb person. I can't stop myself. I buy so much useless shit. All, oh, yeah. While you were here, two things came to my door true. that I had ordered. It's a true story. I've got <laughs> two things in the mail today that I didn't need, but bought anyways. three, because I think two well, were in I one needed. package. Well, there right? was a package that showed... Yeah, oh. You got two packages, but three things. There was two in one package. Yeah. I got a package before you showed up of two things I didn't need, but bought anyways, because they're awesome. Right. And then I got <laughs> coffee filters, which I don't technically need. Dog medication, which is necessary. Nick's wearing uh-huh. a new shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you bought that used. I did. So it's hard it to tell expensive. who which economy that's driving. Right, but right. It's yeah. not if you bought it used and it was still a, a reasonably pricey T-shirt. Yeah, is that it's the price of a new shirt. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I don't think it counts as used. But yeah, I fucking spend. I I buy I'll, I buy just as much worthless crap as anyone else in the world. So the fact that they just want to keep everybody stupid. It's just giving them less money to waste on shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you could you could drive that into anything. Like student loans, for instance. Most people who have student loans that are substantial as adults would actually be contributing to the economy if they didn't have the student loans. Yeah. So they're just hurting right. their own economy because those are people with jobs and with educations who would be buying things. It's the rationale for, for, for unemployment. It's like when you give people unemployment, you know what they do? They spend it. Right. No one saves their unemployment money. They need it. They spend it in the economy. Yeah. It yeah. actually sort of helps the economy it's unfortunate when it has to happen but it's not like well it's not welfare queens doing nothing with it yeah. they buy food and stuff right and there have been arguments of like oh well it's not fair that they get fancy food i mean it's just so crazy what the hell like, is fancy what? food so there was a there was some big article about somebody who bought uh lobster with a e- ebt, EBT card, card. <laughs> yeah and and it's just so insane because it's a certain amount of money i think right it's not like you it's not dependent on what you buy. Yeah. You have a certain amount. Yeah, it's certain so, amount. And it's just like, this person doesn't have a job. You have no idea what that person's experience has been other than that he, he or she is currently unemployed. And like, what on earth do you care if she wants to have lobster? It's yeah. people wanting to add insult to injury. How is that your business? And it's also a total lack of awareness but what, also, what people from privilege, especially white people, lack is exposure. Yeah, it's like, what if they were having fucking ramen nine right. days in a row? So and then they could have lobster. Right, you don't yeah, know Yeah, like, I want to fucking is. treat my... It's like, yeah, what you if they, with your job, treat yourself every once yeah. in a while, regular meals, then steak dinner. That's what they don't real... They, there's a... 
They just think they're because they're paying for it. They're like, well, that's coming out of the government's money. I pay taxes. That's essentially, you know. But so are all of Trump's ride. bankruptcies. Right, yeah, yeah. So why yeah. don't we care? So more was the about Wall that. Street bailout. Right? So like, was the automotive not, bailout. Right. Let's not worry about what poor people are doing with the very tiny amount of money that they're capable of spending. Yeah. Let's worry about what rich people are doing with the abuses of power that they're using with our tax. There dollars. was a thing. I forget what this is about. It was something about the way you can get people to f- follow you is convince them there's someone below them. Like, oh, oh, yeah. That was a, there was an article all about that, and that's how racism became very effective. Right. And so basically, what they did was, and this was this was talking about Trump also, is they they would say like the way that you can get white people to follow your campaign essentially is by telling them that they're better than black people. So when when uh, when the article was very good and I don't remember it well enough to really talk too much about it, but but essentially you're empowering them as a group by telling them that they're better than another group. Yeah. Even right. though they may have previously worked side by side and been fine and not been racist. Yeah. And but you're saying like, "Ooh, do you know you're a little bit better than this?" And then they say, "Ooh, I'm a little bit better than that." And then so then they'll support the person like Trump yeah. who's who agrees that they're a little bit better. Yeah. Even though Trump's doing absolutely nothing for them right. ever. Because yeah. all of a sudden, if you're better, you stand to gain more, probably. You think you do. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's the education they go, Well, if problem. I'm better, I probably <laughs> yeah. get to something before they do. Yeah. So let's now support that party. Also, right. everyone loves me. proximity to the rich because it makes you think some of their scraps, like, oh, sooner or later, they'll include me in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which, if you know anything about rich people, they will not. They will yeah. never. You no. think it's a step closer to a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. When in reality, it's just the It's a lot of people looking for... Dad and mom. It's like more responsibility but, okay, without the Okay, but then the we're back at mental health. Yeah, they want. They look at him. They're like, he's an angry dad, but he's rich. Yeah, mental right. health takes so long, though. It takes so long. It takes it's so, so long. long. But here's the thing. It That's takes what a people lot. Are like, but what about a quick fix? But it takes yeah. so much less long if you start it early. I have a question. Yes. What if we just throw money at the problem as opposed to? <laughs> so if we threw money at the health. right places, yeah, we we would be able to make adjustments and to start to fix things. What about yeah? The problem is that we throw money at crazy. So even yeah. like just the overheads of how different charities spend money on different it's so it's such chaos like oh, it's a mess. the the stuff from um Katrina. Yeah. The amount of houses that should have been built by the yeah. amount of money that was put into New Orleans. It's some like crazy like I don't I'm making this up but it's like 5% of the amount of houses that they said would be built based on the amount of money they gave. Now, that's not like they're coming in at 90 and things just cost a little more. Yeah. That's like Somebody took that money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, for sure. Right. Yeah. So it's so the the discrepancy in like how it and and just tax write offs and things that again rich people know how to do right and so they say like oh I'm going to have this charity like there was another statistic that Donald Trump has donated less than ten thousand dollars ever to any charity personally. <laughs> I do not know if that's true. It was published. Yeah. Um, but he's always saying like, "Oh, I donate to this. I donate to this. I donate to that." But yeah. when they $2 actually here, they actually looked there. up things that he personally donated to, it was like a total of ten thousand dollars. Wow! So if you if you're making billions of dollars, which he claims he is, that's right. the thing. I, 
I don't think Bill not, Burr, Bill not, Burr had no. a great line. He goes, "You look at that guy. You feel like he's the kind of guy who couldn't get Russell up nine grand in cash if you gave him a week." Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, "It just seems you just see." He's like, "Are you that loaded?" Right? It no, seems like bullshit. No, because also yeah. I think that for the most part, and there are certainly exceptions, but a lot of people who are really, really rich would rather you don't know about it. Yeah, they would like to hide that. At least mm-hmm. how rich they are, they might let you know that they're rich. It yeah. might be obvious that they like can afford some stuff, but they're not trying usually, to tell you. Yeah, they're cool about. It. They're like, you know, I, I, I I'm comfortable. I'm really comfortable. I think like, one I, do, of the most, I do really I do well. One right. of the most effective speeches of the DNC was Bloomberg. Oh, he was yeah. just like, I'm an actual billionaire. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fucking self-made billionaire. I'm real bright. And this guy sucks. I've known him a long I'm from New York. Known him a long time. This guy sucks. Yeah. And, and I that know that because very I, damaging. we all know the same people. We all think this dude fucking sucks. It was like, oh, that guy knows what he's saying. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how many other people haven't done that. Do you think as a therapist, yeah, a lot of still a hundred days. I imagine the closer sure. it gets, the safer it is. People will come out and be like, all right, everyone's doing it. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you're seeing a little bit yeah. of now. I just. That's all in the last I week worry, or two. too. I worry People it's happening like, too soon. <laughs> oh, that the no. pylon is peaking too soon. I don't. I mean, I think it's more organized than than the average. Let's take bets. Believe. Do you think Paul Ryan will pull his endorsement? Ooh. No, you don't. I don't think so. Okay. I. I think he would, may, if anything, just be incredibly quiet about it. Do you it? think Trump will endorse know. Paul Ryan? Because at this point, he won't. He actually sort of softball endorsed his opponent in the primary. Um, I don't know. I think that Paul Ryan seems like the type of person who has a really hard time with things not going the way they're supposed to. Yeah. And yeah. it would be very difficult for him to pull his endorsement because it's not right. And I don't yeah. mean, I mean like politically, I don't mean mm. his <laughs> endorsing Trump isn't right either. <laughs> but and these guys are politicians. Right. And if, and used to rule. If you see, if his numbers get low enough, you're going to be like, do I want to look like the guy who endorsed the loser? Uh, yeah, but McCain hasn't pulled his endorsement yet. That's, by the way, one of the saddest things. And I don't I love know. John McCain. One of the saddest things in the history of American politics but they is John McCain endorsing Trump. Because he has a sense of decorum. No, I mean, it's because he has a rough primary and Arizona's full of fire-breathing racists. Oh, and that. Right. But they're... <laughs> and but they're <laughs> But there's such a sense of like this is supposed politics are supposed to be sort of like this grand beautiful like support of our country patriotism yeah. and and it's it's not supposed to be a shit show it's supposed to be these are our elected leaders who represent us as yeah. a country particularly to other countries which I think is where Trump is the most dangerous yeah because he he's an international threat yeah yeah it's, I mean, but like the way I look at it now is like, this is like, if politics were, you know, a, like a forest that was dr- basically dry brush that has, that has become, Griffith Park. that has become a massive forest fire that at this point, no one can really put out. Right. And eventually it's going to burn itself up. By the end of this election, it's just, it's all just going to be black, right? It's just going to be nothing left. But... 
in four or five years, it'll be it'll have grown back newer and a little bit better and greener. Garden. Yeah, it won't be perfect, obviously, but it I mean, won't, there be what, won't be what it was, you know, forty, fifty years ago patches. when there was like when there was hope and you know. I don't. I mean, like the post mortem that the Republicans wrote after '08. Was, they're, they're starting from fucking nothing. They are, the, but the, yeah. the, the, but the they'll thing be they, better off in like four or five years. They're going to be like know. a cleaner, more efficient Republican Party. I, I just worry will. that the problem with that, as I would like that to be true, is the way not presidential candidates, but congressional and senatorial candidates on the Republican side win is by being fucking insane people. Such insane people. You think what Trump says is crazy? Right. Go listen to what like the, a local... There was a guy... Well, yeah, I mean, even Ted Cruz. There was a guy... I, I, I want to say it was stripper, Mississippi. Are you say no, the guy, no. Who, the guy who wanted to put an age limit and a weight limit on strippers? No, the guy who put up... A, he's running for Congress and his billboard was Let's Make America White Again. Oh, no. No. Like, no. this happened a month ago. Yeah. Like... To win in some of those areas, these tiny areas that are all rural, they're not the most forward-thinking people, what you have to say is insanity. But I think that's, the, I mean, that's in the last few years it's been like yeah. that. I think from here on out, the message from the top down is going to be like, this sort of thing can't have has we, not been yeah, working. We tried like, it. Yeah. Like, Look who's in the White House. Yeah. It's Hillary. It's Democrats. Yeah. That message won. This isn't working. Yeah. So... People yelling and screaming and being divisive is not going to work. We but have to be yelling and screaming in general. We have general to be politicians about it. Yeah, again. is a lack of education. Yeah, it's base. It's your base. It's fight or flight. Yeah, it's the base reaction. I mean, there's an educated way to do that, though, which is what these politicians are doing. They're like they're being very selective and careful with what they're yelling about and how and the message they're driving home to actual dumb people. Like the things that Ted Cruz and, 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 and what's his name and Trump and all these guys yell and scream about, you know, your rights are being taken away and God this and God that. It's just, it's cult mentality. Yeah. It's, it's the fear mongering. It's, yeah. you know, we're going to tell you all these rights are being taken away yeah. and then yeah. we're going to tell you that the only way to fix them is with us. The problem, yeah, it is, and it works and it works and it works until it doesn't. You because know, eventually Because fear, you don't have a plan. There's no, there's, there's no actual way for, for them to succeed in that. Yeah. And so if people aren't educated enough to realize that before, like if you, if you listen to Hillary's speech at the DNC, it was very specific. She had a lot of examples. She has a lot of experience. Right. You don't have to like her that much to know that even if she can't get all of those things, because a lot of people say, oh, Obama didn't get all the things he said he was going to get done. That's true. But Obama got a lot of things done and yeah. probably a lot more than most people would have in his position. So let's not hate on the things he wasn't able to do because you blocked them. But let's maybe give him some credit that well, there's, despite all those blocks. There's never been a president in history that did everything. Right. It's yeah, it's not, not a bunch of promises. So, and they so the, Politics is the art of the possible. Right. But even if you're thinking to yourself, okay, Hillary can't do all of those things, which is probably true. She can do some of them. Trump can do none of them. There's not one thing on his list that he's actually capable of doing. Most of his list doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I think that's why you've seen the media turn on him because when he would start to say things like I'm going to go to China and I'm going to fix all these deals 
genuine rich people, like the real rich people, they're not American rich people. They're international rich right. people. And they make lots and lots of money from places like China. And uh, lots of rich people in America have their money in other countries. Yeah. And so uh, when he says that, they're like, well, right. they're like, ah, no, no, no. You're not going to change any of the deals that have currently made me a fucking billionaire. Right. And fuck you, dude. Right. And I think that's when it started. They were like, Wah. do we really want this guy fucking with the stock market? Right. Like, we all like being rich, right? And the six guys were like, yeah, we do. Really yeah. like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just easy to yell that stuff to like a frustrated, you know, who don't know any bro- better, broke middle class that are right. like, well, where are the jobs? Well, I'm going to bring them back the right. second I get, you know, those those plants that went to Mexico and wherever those Toyota plants, they're coming right back to Ohio. Yeah, ah, but it's like, what? No, you you don't just call Toyota and, and also, say, hey, move back to the also, states. They're like, right. we don't have to. And if you explain to them like, hey, we're going to bring that T-shirt factory back. Fuck yeah, your T-shirt's going to be sixty five dollars. Why? Well. Because you know your cousin that's going to work there? (laughs) Do you want to pay him a dollar? You'd have to get to that part, though, which would never happen. Businesses aren't tied to a country. They're not like... They're not patriots. No. Like, like no. Ford is not a patriot. They're not like no. the stars and stripes. They're like, no, the bottom line, the they dollar. They care. Like, they left Detroit and all the, the years ago. Give a fuck. None and, of, and Toyota is more of an American car company yes. than the big three American yes. car companies. Yes. Most of the American cars are made into, most of a Ford's made at the Mitsubishi factory. Yeah, and Toyota makes more cars in America than American car companies. So you're going to like, just tell companies that like, we're going to move here those companies are going to go oh that guy's going to just give us problems like yeah. don't don't support him don't give right. him any money you go the next anyone. state over and then the governor and the senator call the president and go what the fuck's your problem dude yeah. I just lost a billion dollars in tax revenue mm-hmm. right. asshole and 10,000 jobs now I'm going to lose I'm never I'm losing right. the governorship so guess I can't endorse you right like that the businesses aren't patriots they don't care and when that's when I think it first started he was going to lose his ground when he first started yammering about what he was going to do to China and all this trade bullshit. They were like, no, you're not. Yeah, no, I mean, none of it. You like, the government didn't that. put those deal in, deals in place. Business lobbyists hand the government those those bills. They go, this is how it's written. If you, right. if you ever looked the way bills are written versus the lobbying language, they're borderline identical. Right. They go, yeah, here's your bill. The time they hand them. Yeah, they hand Here's your bill. Go get, a, go get a pass. Yeah, yeah the, yeah, here's the lobbyists. Here's of the new bill. Yeah, yeah, here's your bill. Like how lobbyists undid the Dodd-Frank Act or whatever. The one that um, that basically prevented what what happened to the American economy during the crash, mm-hmm. like all the the, the mortgage packaging oh, and, right. and all yeah. that stuff. It's totally you can do that. So again. they passed laws that, to prevent that from ever happening again. And like within that year, yes. lobbyists were descending on Washington, just unraveling yeah. the laws right. so you can basically do all that yep. again you and can. lead yeah. to like another economic. Just ha- because the fact of the matter is, I don't. Freedom of Information Act all you want no one's reading a 6,000 page bill yeah no one's doing it they and literally hide other laws within bills yeah Absolutely. it's it's the service agreement on your phone and they realized a long time ago they're like guess what people are kind of lazy they're more concerned about their own lives yep. so give them a little too much to think about they'll go ah oh, fuck I'll I just take a annoyed. picture of myself I get annoyed having to like scroll down a bunch to hit agree yeah. I'm like why can't it be shorter like, you to hit, scroll to and hit you, agree without reading before by the time you hit agree you just you agreed to forced arbitration you didn't even know yeah. that you agreed yeah. to a lot of things I agreed to probably you. give my one of my kidneys away yeah. for sure yeah. Verizon exec if, if they, they take your kidney you definitely sick. can't sue them <laughs> like for oh, sure yeah. for sure for sure you can't sue yourself on company yeah. go ahead and try 
You can't. You you when you click agree, you've basically said I can't sue you. Yeah. No matter what you do to me. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. You win, I lose. So as a woman, how do you feel about the downfall of the white privileged male? Uh, I wish it weren't a downfall. Like I really, Why? I I wish that it were a, because I think that like what we were talking about earlier, uh, if we just helped humans be more secure I don't think it I I understand the point of like in order for other people to rise some people have to fall but but it also could just be a lot lovelier than that with enough education Mm -hmm. with enough like there is there is plenty to go around that's totally true and the fact that we have people who are hungry and homeless is not reasonable in our country we have it doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense so there's obviously some some organization that is making sure that continues because there's absolutely no way that we don't have the resources to just completely end that right right? so there's so people are benefiting from it somehow yeah i wish i could find out someone's making money on it's well it's the it's the prisons (laughs) It's it's a lot of the prison. That's yeah. a, you know that's another big big discussion topic. But like yeah. it's the fact that we have created a system with so much oppression that half of the population is under it. Like where you can't. It used to be you know that that it was difficult to to break out of your your. I don't know whatever your socioeconomic your, absolutely. Status. But you could. But it was doable with mm-hmm. hard work and with motivation. And now it's not even a possibility for a lot of people. Yeah. It doesn't matter how hard you work. You can't necessarily make enough, make a living wage, right? And, and the idea that there are people who work 40 hours a week and cannot support their homes, that's not reasonable. No. And so I, I think that if we're educating the population in the right way and saying, like, let's do this together as opposed to the let's do this against you, then, then it just it creates a different mindset to begin with. Like, there's a great uh, internet uh, video with little kids, and they all have the same chores, and then they pay the boys more than the girls. And the little boys look, and they're like, "Wait, why did this happen?" And the little girls start crying. They're like, "You didn't, you, you didn't pay me this." Because you cried. That's why you right. know us. <laughs> but it's just it's, Nick brings up a pretty good point. Um. <laughs> it's so it's so disheartening, yeah. but also kind of lovely to see where you're like, "Oh yeah, this doesn't make sense to little kids." Yeah, because they haven't been ruined by our system. Yeah, it's yet. all learned. Everything. I mean, racism I th- is learned. I think about the amount of like the amount of media that has told me my whole life that black people are dangerous and violent and sure. and only concerned with dancing and sex. Oh, like wow. my entire life that's basically what the and there are things you actually can blame the media for. Right. And that's one of them. Yeah. They just you see it in the way they cover black crime versus white crime. Right. If you're the a way, kid sitting at home watching the news, black people look scary a lot of the time. Because that's the way the media literally cuts it. They yeah. cut it. They that's what they've told us our whole lives. Right. Growing up on if you grew up in the 80s and you watch cop shows, they arrested black guys. Hill Always. Street Blues arrested <laughs> exclusively black guys. I mean, you were like, "Whoop, that throw is getting arrested. What's the problem?" Like Right. They're more like it, it was just a thing. Why isn't the problem that we are not putting resources in the right places? Yeah. You know, like why isn't that the lesson that we're That's learning? what they don't realize is if you got rid of poverty, 
you wouldn't have bad neighborhoods anymore. Right. You'd have basically all safe neighborhoods. And when you have all safe neighborhoods, more businesses can go in those neighborhoods. If you have more businesses, you have more revenue. If you have more revenue, you have more tax revenue, which means you have better schools. And the other thing is- It all goes together. We have that lotto mentality about fixing things too, where it's like, oh, if it's not going to make it perfect, it's not going to work at all. And it's like, no, we have to be willing to fail a few times to make things better. We can't just think that like, it's going to be a magic cure on the first try. But if we don't work at equalizing our school systems and teaching children and and making sure that they eat and have safe places to sleep, then there's then none of this stuff changes. The problem that's the thing though. Then most people are afraid of and don't want change. And if they have to have it, it better be like instant, so they right. can just like quickly go through the transition period. Because like, so it's not the, too uncomfortable. The process of change is very uncomfortable because yeah. you're like giving. Usually, if you're like the one who's being forced to change, you're giving up power and comfort and all this stuff. So you're like, well, it's got to happen. Can it just be like a like rip the bandaid well, off and as opposed and to so like part a part slow? Of the, part, of, part of the issue with the schools being equalized is that people who pay a lot of money to live in quote-unquote nice neighborhoods with good schools are then like, no, I worked really hard to get to this area where my kids get to go to this good school. I don't mm-hmm. want someone who didn't work as hard and didn't do that to be able to send their kids to an equally as good school. What? I'm sorry, what? Like, yeah. Why do you want to torture a different generation? I understand being... And that's the other thing that has, has misaligned with capitalism is that you start out with such inequity that by the time you get to the part where you think you deserve stuff, you forgot about how you started out so much higher. Yeah. And then you're like, I live in this big house because I worked really hard because I'm a dentist. And you're like, whoa, you're a dentist because your parents paid for you to go to college. Yeah. Like, what? But at that point, it's too late because it gets emotional. And when right. someone has a kid, they're like, I don't give a fuck about your kid. I don't want your. I want my kid to have the best of right. everything because yes. I'm so terrified of feeling bad if yes. they don't. Yes. That like, I don't want your kid to be competitive with my kid. I want right. my kid to be better than yours. I don't want yours to die. But, but as long as mine's doing fine, then you can do fine. But right. I'm gonna do everything I can, tooth and nail, to make sure my kid gets like more than they need because I'm terrified. Right, but I don't want your kid to die versus I'm going to actually do anything to help make sure your kid doesn't die. Yeah. Or like... Yeah, why take it out on that poor kid? Right. I don't like understand. Ever, like, ever. I don't want... You're like, okay, fine. Say their parents didn't work hard enough or they just didn't like... Right. Shit didn't work out. It's like, still though, why can't their kid go to a better school? Yeah. It's like... What, imagine if you grew up that way. Say he right. did become a dentist and his parents didn't send him to dentist school. He worked hard to get there because he came from like, you know, a, a rough environment. It's like, well, why can't that kid have that too? He didn't fucking make his parents be lazy or, right. or whatever it was. He just like was like, I'd like to take cool elective courses and learn yeah. instruments so and like children are take the most classes. vulnerable. And so if we don't do everything to make yeah. sure that they're educated and, you know, reasonably comfortable then we're failing as adults. Like, what are we doing to make sure that kids, you know, like, do? it's just, and the problem is, you're right, it's once you have your own kids, that's the focus. It's yeah. like, how do I make sure my kid's comfortable? And it's just greed. Like, there's, it yeah. doesn't make sense to me that there's not, like, there are certain schools in Los Angeles that have so much goddamn money in them. There should be a ceiling where it's like, yo, you guys, you guys can't have a second pool until... Compton Elementary has all the computers they need. Right. Because right now they have none. And it's like USC 
as a school should be surrounded by the five best public like right? elementary schools yes. you've ever seen in their fuck your life because they have a massive endowment. Right, they have a massive endowment and they have a huge education school. Yeah. So like every single kid at that school should be teaching at the schools right around it. Yeah. You know, and and it should be safe enough to do that. But instead, all the football players have iPads that give their knees X-rays every four. Like it's bullshit. It's just it's greed and protectionism that's based in and around like fear of losing the thing you didn't earn to begin with. But we're also teaching little kids that they're not worth anything. Yeah. Like, sorry, yeah. you can't have computers. You're I not wonder, worth it. though, or other th- kids that they're worth way more. Than right. the it's the same. It's like, well, you grew up in a better neighborhood, so we just we don't need you associating. With I almost think like it's like at all. They're it's not that you. It's not that they're teaching them that they're Seriously. worth. But at the same time, we're also teaching everyone that they're a. There is this. Everyone's a special individual who's um, super special and right. has Here's their your own. Everyone's but an there's artist. There's a lot of like. It's not just you're. Spe- it's like you're special, but then there's like one A, one B, one C. You're special and unique because you're blank, 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 blank. And because you have X, Y, and Z, and you wear this, 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 and this. Yeah, I almost think a big problem you're is rich, you've lost. You're white. You're this. There's no sense of. There's no sense of communal sensibility anymore in the country. Where it used right. to be like, I'm an American, I'm in a union, I this X Y Z. Now it's yes. like, I have this phone, I have my Instagram, yes. and I don't my think that Twitter. Was never a real thing, this though. many dude. It was during it was during like post war America. It was, and during the war, it really was. Wait, wait, wait how? It was like we're in this together. We're fighting the Germans. Like everyone, it's about sacrifice. Like. Don't but like yeah, but women. like but that's not that was one that was a cause but within that it like America was more divided than it was now. Well, it was more divided. Well, there was less. It was less diverse back then. You had let it was mostly a white country back then. But there was more like I'm a, I'm an American. There, it was patriotic, and you got you could get people that willing to be willing to sacrifice for the common good. Like Wait, they were on. like, just because there's there are some more minorities here now doesn't mean that's not a reason why we were more together. There were still there was still diversity. A lot of it just wasn't acknowledged. It, well, there was it was also compartmentalized. They we weren't as mixed back then. You didn't have like that's worse, makes it worse. No, it was racism was worse back then for sure. So was sexism. Yeah, so was no, homophobic. all of it was worse. But because that's what I'm saying all because of it, was worse. it wasn't as. People didn't live around the people that they were racist towards as much because of racism. Yeah, but the, <laughs> they would, but that there was also way less of them. That's what I'm saying. You you were saying back then that we were more of a community. I'm saying we were even less of one. No, the people that were being oppressed were being a kind of oppressed that was like. I don't even know how you describe it. It was like completely unworkable. I'm saying the group of people that weren't being oppressed were more of a like patriotic unified group and there was more a sense of being a part of larger things than there is now whereas now it seems to be there's so much more focus on who who was what what group are you talking about i'm talking about like basically middle class america which was all white people so what just white people were more right white people were more of a community now everyone's being told they're a special individual and i think it's made people in a weird way almost more hateful litigious they're more just like, <laughs> I don't know. It makes them more greedy in a weird way. Yeah. But like, I. Th- so you're saying like back then, middle class white people were less hateful. No, no, no. It's okay. I don't think you had as much. You didn't need to be as hateful as often because you weren't there. The people you were hateful towards but, weren't around because the hate was so institutionalized. Yeah. 
But if, so it doesn't make it better or worse. Though. Well, if was, you didn't see a black it was person, a if you went a week without seeing a black person, you didn't do anything racist. You didn't have the opportunity because your hate was literally legally supported. Totally. But so like, it, it, by that definition, things were worse in America. I'm not saying that people were less racist or less hateful then. Right. I'm just saying there was more of a there was more of a group sense back then as far as like being part of a country. And being part of like organizations, that's why you had all that stuff. Like you were a Shriner, or you were you were in all those clubs. It was about like we're this group, we're part of these like things. It was more communal. Whereas now this, there's more of a focus of being like a special, unique individual. And I almost think it makes people so self-consumed that it makes them more like greedy, and then well, it makes them very lonely. And then more fearful, and then it makes then they react in the way we've been talking about, where they react from a place of fear. I'm not saying people were less racist and shit back then. It was way, way well, worse. We also have a lot more exposure now to to what other people are pretending that they're doing. And so when you're when you're on Facebook and you're seeing everyone's you know I'm on vacation all the time pictures, uh-huh. and then you're thinking like, wait, I'm not on vacation all the time. And then when you're told you're a special snowflake, you're like, I should be on vacation all the yeah. time. Like this person's on vacation all the time. How come? I-? Instead of being like, oh well, I'm at work. That's probably just their vacation pictures. Yeah. You know? Well, if they only post vacation pictures, right. you're like, well, that's why I think they're on vacation all the time. But it's yeah. it creates such a sense of entitlement of like, I should be on vacation too. I should have a fancy phone too. Yeah. I should have that. That person has it. How did that person get that? How, I need to have that, right? And we didn't use to ha- without the internet. There was no access to any of that, so you didn't know unless you you would drive by a nice neighborhood. You don't know what's in any of those homes. You just see nice houses and you're like, oh, those people must work really hard. They have those nice houses, right? And then with the advent of the internet, it's like, oh, no, here's how these nice things exist. Here's the racist institution that allowed that to happen. Here's uh, here's the reality of what it's like living in that community or working for that organization. Here's how much money that organization has stolen, right? So now that stuff's been blown wide open. Even things like, let's get back to Trump, who's got all these bankruptcies and isn't showing his taxes. Like, we are, not us in this room specifically, but supporting a man to be the president of the United States who has, like, the shadiest business background that we're aware of, even if we don't have the exact details. I'm pretty sure you can get bankruptcy documents, can't you? I don't know. I have no idea. Right? I'm sure he has good enough lawyers to keep them all sealed. Maybe, maybe, but, like... We know that there's that there that he's been what personally bankrupt at least three times. Yeah. So yeah. like that should be scarier to us. Stuff right. that before the internet we would never have known that. Maybe we would have known about one because I think it was like I think he was in, in Time Magazine or something for like oh my god Donald Trump is bankrupt right but yeah. but for the most part we used to have a lot of privacy which allowed institutionalized racism because you did there was no exposure you're right like when when yeah people you were didn't living, know about it as much right but you also weren't as collective about it because you didn't realize that that was an option and so. The danger that we talked about at the beginning is that all of these people who are supporting Trump are saying like, oh, I've been hiding this for a really long time. I don't have to hide it anymore. Let's get out there. Let's do this. And and the scary part is it's so terrifying to be the person on the other side saying, no way, don't, no way, don't do that. Because you don't, because the people who aren't hateful don't want enemies. Right. And so I'm from Connecticut. Lots of people in Connecticut are voting for Trump. 
I don't understand it. I don't delete them from my Facebook because I like to know the enemy, even if I don't want to fight the enemy. <laughs> yeah, I've had yeah. to unfriend so many people. I don't do it. I can't because yeah. I need to know. Well, you can I, just unfollow. Right, but I need to stay know. stay friends. You're I, not fucking ever here. Uh, I don't care. No, but I need to know what the danger is, right? So, like, when I have a friend who posts something very pro-Trump, I want to see that. I want to know that that friend feels that way yeah. because I'm going to take particular precautions around that friend, like yeah. not bringing my children around them. Right, right, right. Because, I, you know, like, so when you unfollow, then you're not aware of the danger anymore. And that's the other difficulty with if Trump, you know, disappears and then things, things seem like they settle out, then it's you no longer understand the danger that you're actually in. Yeah. So you still skirted the question, though. Oh, okay. How do you feel <laughs> as a woman in America yeah. now that white privilege, white male privilege, sorry, is not where it's ever going to be ever again, and it's just on a slow decline? I mean, I, think I don't want to use downfall. I don't want to use whatever. Right. But like the balance will be, there'll be more of an equal distribution kind of from here on out slowly into the future. I mean, I'm very into it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm in full support <laughs> right, there of you go. the decline of white male privilege. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also, so I was at a, I was at a party recently where they were talking about Tony Robbins. Okay. And and about it, I think he has a new Netflix special. There's a documentary about yeah. him. Okay, yeah. great. And and so I someone immediately, someone said good. to me like, yeah. oh, uh, how do you feel about Tony Robbins? And I and my response was basically like, oh, it's your white male privilege that even lets you ask a stupid question like that. <laughs> And two white dudes flipped right around on me and they were like, what? And I was yeah. like, yeah, you have $4,500 to go see a white guy tell you how much better your business can be? You have time to take three to 10 days to go to a seminar about how much better your business can be? Right. And you have the money to spend to do that? Like, you're just oozing white male privilege. And yeah. and, the, and the danger of somebody like Tony Robbins or Oprah, for instance, I want to love Oprah, but I feel like she's a little dangerous to poor people because she says, like, follow your passion, follow your dream. And, and if you're like a, a white housewife whose husband has a very stable job and you want to start your jewelry company, that's the greatest motivation you could ever possibly imagine. Yeah. But if you are a a paycheck to paycheck single woman who wants to have a jewelry company and you quit your job to go do that and it doesn't work out, you don't get that job back. And so so I do think that the 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 deinstitutionalization of white male privilege is a fantastic concept. I do worry about how it how it's going to continue to go about mm-hmm. because I I think that we need to again keep educating people and and I don't I don't think it I worry about the unraveling like if we have people who have considered been for instance like the white males who are very angry about all of this yeah um, I, I worry that they become a danger right. I worry that they become more abusive I worry that they become you know like there are a lot of like again with the internet we're now super aware of what spousal abuse looks like of what child abuse looks like things that used to just be a secret Right. Yeah. And now and now we see what it is. And and I worry about that that sort of anger lashing out. I wonder about a certain group of white males who are powerful being like, Well, they're coming after us, let's close ranks. What do you mean? They're basically like, Well, they're coming for our wealth, let's do whatever we can now. 
to protect it. There, there's a kind of there's a group of them that aren't going to be like you're right. Oh, for Here sure. Yeah. Like I see right. that. What like, does that look like? I hear about that now in in TV stuff where they're like, oh, you you can't. It's much harder for white dudes to get jobs as as as, as writers and stuff like that and stuff. Yeah. And a part of me is like, what part of you thinks the eighty really rich white dudes at the top of the TV networks are going to be like, you know what, you're right. Here's some back end points. Right. Like, while it may forcibly be taken from them, that's the thing that is super possible and that's what I think you're seeing now. The notion that they're going to come to the right idea having never come to the right idea this right. entire time right. seems like yes. a little bit farcical to me. Yes. So it's incredibly naive. It's about... I think I, I'm curious to see how it actually unravels more or less having to, it be taken from them. Not like, hey, get, like you're not going to like appeal to their better angels. They don't exist. Right. Well, but so knowing the other thing is where that's really important to keep in mind is that people do tend to be very financially preoccupied. So if you can't appeal to them because you're white and male anymore, appeal to them because you're unbelievably awesome at writing. Yeah. You know, and like get better at it and be like, yeah. I, if I have a, if I have a bigger, a bigger, uh, blockage or boundary or whatever it is that I need, then I need to just handle that as right. opposed to like, I'm going to give up cause I can't win just by being white and male anymore, which is a ridiculous concept to have in the first place. Yeah. So I think if you're, if you're an intelligent and, and capable white male, you should be able to say like, okay, well, what needs are not being met? What can I be doing to get better at something or to make money for someone? Or, you know, like it's really, it's, it's about being educated enough to know how to play that game already. You already have such a leg up from being educated as a white male that like you, you know what techniques, you know what bosses act like and, and probably look like and how you can get ahead. Yeah. So if that's not the thing that gets you ahead anymore, you're currently still in a position to be able to figure out what is. Kevin. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be fine. <laughs> I think, though, the really, I mean, the main thing that everyone should be taking from all of this is like, if we don't love each other, we're not going to be fine. Yeah. Like it needs to be about loving humans and about loving each other and, and money. about and not loving money. And Nick loving money. <laughs> no, not me, everyone. <laughs> I think about I said We this, need to keep loving money. I no. said this in therapy the other day. I was like, Don't doesn't everybody realize that we could just not have money be a thing on like a Wednesday? Like if we could all agree, like, hey, we're not going to do this money Well, that's thing what they anymore. tried to do with Burning Man. The original intent of Burning Man was that they wanted a money-free zone. We have it one failed. rule on the podcast, and that is Burning Man can never be brought up, you fucking hippie. What in God's name no, fish concert do you think this is about listen, to turn into? Listen, the original I was intent, surprised you did. If you I was take like, out a glow stick, I'm going to no glow call my white privilege army, and we're going to descend. You take out like a sage. Brush or something. Listen, I have not been to Burning Man, okay. and I do feel okay. like because it's so corporate because it is so. But that's the thing is like basically they took this beautiful concept, which was a bunch of hippies on a beach doing art things, yeah, listening no money. to music with no money. That was the whole point, and then immediately 
corporate American greed bit into it. And yeah. it, it was it was slow at first. It was like we're gonna charge money for tickets. We're gonna charge money for this. We're gonna and yeah. now it's like it was um a, a gifting I don't I don't know what the right hippie terms are, but like you used to be able to like trade for things and now it's like what do you have to trade? Like, oh no, this is no, it's you know, and it's they've taken the spirit and the essence of something that was supposed to be about art yeah. and supposed to be about not commerce and yeah. they turned it into the most commercial thing imaginable. Yeah. Well, these Silicon Valley tech types go there now. Yeah, there's like a, there was like an area where there was like, oh, that's the Silicon Valley area. And it was just this like amazing thing full of structures and AC and water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were just like there to like get, do ecstasy and have yeah. sex. There's no money, but it was like funded by money way, yeah. way back in, <laughs> yeah, before I got there. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I mean, everything eventually burns to shit, so. But it's just amazing at how quickly that happened. But it's cool now. I think right now we're in like this period of change, like similar to like the late 50s into the early 60s. We're like, like uh, um, our culture and like civil liberties and things like that are like being talked about to a degree where they haven't in 20, 30 years. It's been a while. I mean, if you look at like, look at like all the progress in the 90s versus just the last five years or even the early 2000s. Like there was like nothing. We were almost like flatlining as far as like, Change went. You we know? were secretly working on computers the whole time. <laughs> right. And well, then, we all we all got given these phones that were so special. We were like, wait, no, I'll get to that in a second. This thing, can you? It's a fucking camera. This before that, before cell phone, like the nineties and the also, early. How much of that, that is just to distract us from right. from the horrible things that they are do going it on, on purpose, right? They do it on purpose. Like here's it's your phone. It's not a fucking accident. Right. They like, give no them a phone with a camera and they'll all think they're movie stars and we'll be well, able to do whatever the hell we want. But yes. partly a lot of that change is because of the technology that we that's have. That's where that's, they're so mad. That's been like been able to link us all together. Like like things like Arab Spring. Yeah. And, like I think a lot like uh Gay rights took like a huge like Black Lives Matter like Black the, Lives the Matter. The camera in your hand was the, is the they undoing. shot forward. Yeah, because all these voices from all over were essentially able to come together. And were like we all feel this but way. But it's so important what we do with it. So, for instance, we have yeah. seen a ridiculous amount of police brutality lately yeah. on the internet. I don't believe that it's more police brutality than that has ever been going on before. No, you're I saying, bet yeah. it's less. Probably less, right? Yeah. Because um, because people are afraid like the reasons are even really twisty like people are afraid of getting videotaped doing something bad yeah. it's not that they're afraid of doing something bad it's that they don't want to yeah. be videotaped doing something that's a weird you know change in mentality but it's also really important and what we do with it now is what's going to make the difference of like if we're taking all of these videos of Trump saying ridiculous like there are lots of internet videos of him showing saying lies like here's the one version here's the next version of the same exact thing but the opposite right like (laughs) no Trump doesn't lie about anything here's him saying that this color is blue here's him saying that this color is red right and so right so we're able to now visualize the problems. So it's it's where do we take it from here? What do we do that says like this stuff is really really wrong? How do we fix it? So some immediate answers are our country, our uh, de-escalation training for police is very short. 
for some police forces, I believe it's a couple of days of training, mm. right? Whereas when you're when you train to be a therapist, you have to get three thousand hours of it, <laughs> right, before you can make yeah. any money as a therapist. Right. So a cop, twelve hours. Tw- right. a cop goes. <laughs> but for make a sure you of got days. a gun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I have no gun. I don't even have a panic yeah. button. Like, <laughs> but I can de-escalate a situation yeah. because it was hammered in over and over and over again. This is how you do this. This is like so we have we are capable of using the techniques we have access to them again i'm going to just haunt you guys with it comes down to education yeah it comes down to being able to say like here are all the different ways we could be doing this and then having everyone support the change right and having people who are if you're uncomfortable with the change great let's talk about that I'm sure that's exactly what you want to do yeah. <laughs> but it's it's about you, saying, like, don't just yeah. sit in the discomfort and don't get angry about it. Like, let's figure out why you're uncomfortable and let's make it better because yeah. we need to make America better, really, for our children. Like, we we need to, to do the things we have access to and we have education for and we have the resources. Like, why why are we... What are we waiting on? Also, stop A having children. Way, a quicker way to do it. <laughs> right. Like, we're literally waiting for uh, someone yes, to you're go... Right. Would someone go like, hey, we found a way to like uh, improve Change mental health tomorrow. and education yeah. with a shot that well, we but, put okay, in your leg. Fair, we're waiting for To be fair, we did that, right? We're waiting we for an said, app. we're going to make everybody or, yeah. in America happy with Prozac. drugs. Yeah. Lithium. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. right? And, and what we've seen is that now we've got an entirely medicated country mm-hmm. and no one's happy. Right. So like we got them over the hump of like, thinking that they weren't happy into now you are happy back into no that's not what happiness yeah. actually is right and so yeah you're not ha- you're you're not like happy or sad you're numb right you have no and feelings. then it took 20 years to realize like oh well, that wasn't a solution after right. all but that was an overnight solution that failed over decades yeah right and rather than say like oh hey let's pull away from the meds for a little while because yeah. nobody wants Nobody wants to stop taking meds. It's the same competitive thing. Like, no, these make me happy. No, these make me pay attention. No, these make me sleepy. Like, I I need the meds. I don't want to give up my meds. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, from a mental health perspective, if you are considering suicide or you're not functioning and you need medication, that's what it's actually there for. Yeah. But for people who are using it for an edge or to stay awake longer or to, you know, sleep better, yeah. you're not managing what's actually going on in your life. And so, so the quick fix doesn't actually fix anything. It just prolongs it. So why not say like, oh, we have a much slower fix, but it might actually work. And then the other thing yeah. that people torture other people with is, well, you don't know it'll work. Right. Well, that's true. But well, you usually, absolutely know that this doesn't That's work. like the hallmark of an idiot, though. Right. Because you're like, well, that's what science is, you idiot. Right. You try <laughs> it you and you You don't know, so you not. try yes. and you figure it out. You're like, oh, it worked. Awesome. Or it didn't. and then But you've learned more since the beginning and then you try a new route and a new, until you finally get to a solution. Right. But like, but yeah, and then that, but but then that goes back to But you need to be trying to get to a too. solution. Yeah. And one of the biggest problems is that people say like, oh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But right. it's like, it's so broke. It's yeah. so, it's... The people saying that don't understand that it's not broke for them. Or they, they right. just, they're like, nah, it works fine. What they don't understand is working fine is actually, it's actually really great for you. <laughs> and that's why it's awful yes. for these people. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. So go out and vote and don't vote for Trump. 
please. Yeah. please. Go out and vote specifically for not Trump. Yeah. Vote for and, Gary Johnson. And, and really, no, no. That's the thing is also vote for Hillary. Not because right. you think she's the best candidate, but because you cannot throw away a third party vote. You cannot do anything that risks Trump actually being the president. Yeah. Like I and, I and I'm this is the first time I've ever been politically active really about anything. Like I don't it's none of my business who you vote for. I don't yeah, I, I, yeah. it's always been in my family it was always like voting is a secret. Don't tell anyone who you vote for. It's it's your own business. That's why you get to do it privately, you know. And yeah. and I've really believed that up until this election where I'm like no there's a danger here. Right. There's a danger in not voting for Hillary and that's that Trump could actually be our president. There's yeah. a danger in voting for a green party or an independent party because that's that Trump could actually win. Yeah. It's like Hillary for four or Trump until there's no more America. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's just the the danger has to be too high and the complacency is equally as dangerous. Yeah. Hillary could sew it up tomorrow. She was like, I'll just stay for four. And then, uh, then I'll, yeah. you get you on, what's his name back? Uh, he, he can run again. Oh, God. I'll make you guys deal. would love that. I'll make you guys deal. Four. And then it'd be like, uh, yeah. Hillary's pulling at 88% suddenly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's only losing in Mississippi. Well, the big problem with that <laughs> right. is the mo- most of the people Breaking news, she's no longer losing in Mississippi. <laughs> like, yeah. at the end the of that The people who don't want her to win don't want her to win because they don't trust her. So her promising she would only yeah. stay for four might not work in the That's first That's ultimately the shittiest thing about politics in America where it's just like, you're like, well, of course you don't trust her. No one trusts any fucking politician. Right. But the alternative is so much it's worse. So much that worse. That it's like, pick the evil robot versus the, the fucking thing evil dictator. What bothers me when people are like, she lies. I'm like, do you think with your dumb fucking ass, it, yeah. you right. could handle the truth about what's happening in the world, you fucking cell phone store employee? Yeah. Do you really also, think if you knew the truth about the aliens, the, you could the, handle it? The difference in their lies are that Hillary's lies are very carefully curated government lies, and Trump's lies yeah. are made up out of a weird story in his head. Yeah, Hillary's yeah. lies are there to like keep the existing stability and international <laughs> relations yeah. going. Right. Also, yeah. Trump's lies are like to get himself power and then who knows what? Who knows what? It's yeah. so unstable. Yeah. yeah. It's like watching He's him scared. just juggle plutonium cores and you're like, oh, put it away. <laughs> yeah. And get your hand off the button. No, and he likes his hand on the button. Yeah. So He's like, like hovering. I'm not touching Also, it. the notion that people are like, I want my politicians honest. Like, are you honest? Right. Well, no, but I'm not a... Shut up. Like, we, everyone yeah. lies all the time. Someone everyone said lies the, all the someone time. Someone said this once, and I, I really wish I could remember because I've in during this election, I've thought of it a few times, but pe- the people that always go like, I just want a president or a politician that I could sit down and have a beer with. It's like, okay, no, you don't. That's what a friend is for. A yeah. politician should be someone... Who's handling just so much the smarter than you yeah. that you having a beer? You're like, I don't understand what he's talking about. That's why he's meant to run things. I want a he knows more. He's want- too busy to talk to me. Yeah, he's he's so educated and so smart about the government in in his city, in his state, in the world that you. Her. Can't really have Why a beer. Why do you keep saying he? Whatever. He, oh, oh, is it whatever, Nick? Oh, because Nick. it's always well. Because Joe the plumber doesn't want to sit down and have a beer with some right. chick. But That's where he, it came from. What he should want is for her to handle things yeah. so that he doesn't have to. So right. that his kids don't get drafted. Right. Neil, so that, right. there was a joke on the Daily Show where he's like, up until this point, we've had a hundred or we've had forty-four. It was like a hundred and thirty-one men run for president, zero women, zero squirrels. He's like, so up until this 
this point. Right. It has been a dead heat between women and squirrels, and only till yesterday right, has a right, woman right. been nominated and is now ahead of squirrels in the being nominated yeah, for yeah. president. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, um, the drinking a beer thing, that's yeah. not cool. That's yeah. fucking it's fucking idiotic. You know what the, the statistics have also voted the more attractive person president. Yeah. Height, hair, yeah. stupid. They say that... Uh, in, it worked for Obama, though. If, yeah, uh, if Kennedy <laughs> and Nixon were having the, the televised <laughs> debate that they were having, if that debate was on the radio... He won on radio. People that heard yeah, yeah. it thought, thought Nixon if, won. Yeah. If it were only on right. radio, Nixon yeah. would have probably sailed right through. But on TV, Kennedy was more attractive, charismatic. Yeah. Nixon was sweating. Nixon it was, was that sweaty yeah, bastard. Yeah. 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 Nixon, t- yeah people aren't always voting with just like what is actually. They're shaved. voting with their instinct. And yeah. I used air quotes for that. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it, that's not that's not safe. Your when instinct isn't. It's not run by anything political. Yeah. Yeah. When someone says that, you want to be like, all right, let's go through your life. Please right, give me a list of the times you've been right. You're like, okay, are yeah. you divorced? Yeah. Guess what? You don't get to trust your instincts yeah. anymore. Right. Like, I've been wrong. I don't know about everyone I've ever dated. Yeah. yeah. And people's so, and they, there have been plenty of studies that people's instincts in dating are almost always wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just this. You can't think clearly. You're in the fog of war. Like you can't, you can't think clearly, but like you, I mean, you always go, you're like, my gut's telling me something, but you always have to like, whenever my gut tells me something, I come at it from every angle. Like, what about this? What about that? What about that? I question it. I don't always just fucking go with, if I just went with my fucking gut, I'd probably be dead already walking into some stupid situation (laughs) that felt right because I was horny or greedy or hungry or whatever. It's like, you You can't just. You broke a cup today. Yeah, <laughs> you better be careful. About your <laughs> I broke a ceramic mug. <laughs> my because I didn't know how to hold a bag. Yeah, <laughs> if I didn't listen to my gut, I'd be at the Wendy's drive-through all day. Yeah. That's yeah. all it tells me. Yeah, a lot of us Biggie would shakes. be dead. I'd be. I'd want the Biggie shake of candidates. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's it's not safe to trust your gut if you don't have any political knowledge. Trump is a meal deal. That's what he yeah, is. He's, he's a McDonald's. $2 meal deal. He's an unhappy meal. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I hope America works out. I really do, too. And I hope people will go out and vote. And I hope they will vote for Hillary. <laughs> Okay, sure we're almost that. at two hours. That's enough. I think yeah. we've had enough. I know. This has been very interesting. Thanks for the sandwiches. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, know the trick, I know the trick to your hearts. <laughs> uh, you're obviously welcome back anytime. Thank you. Uh, you always bring interesting discussion to Let's the table. Let's keep it a little lighter next time. Yeah, we, we went very... But, you know, that's just what's on a lot of people's minds and our minds and stuff, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we were going to get into how... Um, we're going to get any more gender-related things. Yeah, next but time. We'll, just we'll do that next, we'll do that next time. time. You know, uh, after Hillary wins, wins exactly. that'll be a great reason to come back and be like, Perfect. here is the future we're looking towards. And that'll be my one-year anniversary from the first time I came on. So. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, perfect. There you go. Do you have anything you want to plug or... I mean, I'm on like the Twitter and the Instagram. I'm at the Saranovia, T H E S A R A H N O V I A. With an H, everybody. Got an H. H. Yep, my website's www.knovia. If I don't know you, you're female and you'd like therapy. Boom. Women only. <laughs> yes. Women only. She's a sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want Nick showing up in my office. Right. Here's the problem. Right. <laughs> Thank you again for doing this. You're welcome. All right, see you guys next week. <laughs>